Hey, welcome back to this episode uh, of the Upper Room Family Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you're like me, your household has begun schooling for the fall. Uh, and I thought what better way to maybe kick off this school year by putting together some practical, just a practical start to homeschooling in 2023. What does that look like? Uh, what practical steps do you put together to um, educate your children? And uh, it's kind of an open-ended conversation about homeschool, about the benefits of it, but also just practically, how does that really uh, play out? Like, what should I kind of be practically looking for or uh, setting aside resources, etc.? So I'll kick it off this year, uh, frankly, is probably we've been homeschooling a, a long time and we've never really set a budget on it. And like, <laughs> you know, it's always like, oh, there's free resources. You know, there's all these educational videos on YouTube or whatever. Like we can just we can, you know, we'll buy a few books and and the like. And my wife challenged me and said, I feel like I don't have a budget. I we have all these things, you know, uh, that I want to do with the kids. The kids are getting older also. And so they're starting to need, you know, just different resources, different study, like uh, chemistry books, right? Like, well, that's, it's almost like buying books for college in a way. Like, they're not inexpensive. Um, I have many books on this back shelf back here, probably thousands of dollars of physical therapy books, some of which I still don't really know if I've ever read. So, you know, I'm like somewhat jaded towards just buying books for the sake of buying books. Like, I want to know, like, are we actually going to use these books or like for me, applications like I, I hate paying for apps that like sound great. We pay for a year subscription and then we use it for like six weeks. And like, it's like, oh, are we still using that uh, Daily Wire app or whatever it is that I have, you know, and it's like uh yeah not not really not too much or whatever so that's just a real life example i have the daily wire uh subscription it renewed automatically and i was like oh well i guess i got it for another year uh there's some good stuff on there but like i'm just very much in tune with that um so our new thing this year practically is we set a budget and uh, i think julie has uh you know we just kind of started that last month or you know within the last couple of weeks so the the pool isn't that big yet but as it builds you know it should provide um more flexibility to do you know different field trip things or opportunities as they come up so that's one that i had <laughs> sounds basic and and it is i'm ashamed to say it's taken us that long to get a budget yeah one of the things we were we grew up homeschooled and so it was like a lot of like homeschool conference curriculum sales super super like dynamic experience because like each year be like okay what's the most like optimal way we can learn math this year like what program are we gonna try to like okay like mom has to do this and now she is she just now we have all these kids that are joining school now and the older kids need like geometry or algebra too like how we're we gonna get that so we did a lot of different things and i think that's one of the biggest strengths of homeschooling like it's super dynamic it can be individualized it can also be there's a lot of free resources there's a lot of people that like have created things to, like help homeschool families out and uh, i think one of the biggest things that i've seen in the homeschooling experience overall is to, like bring in support of like other people that have done it before and for like husbands to be really supportive of their wives get them resources connect them with like other moms create like connections and community that can support one another because it needs to be 
a dynamic experience. Like the bad, like nightmare homeschooling experiences you hear are like ones of like isolation or like this is just what we do. It's like you need to really be involved in the community. You want to be involved in that community that values like education, like home education that's specifically like tailored to the kid to like really like you hear about different ways people learn like just like visually or they there's all these different ways that people learn best and i think that can be optimized in a homeschool environment it definitely was for me and it definitely prepared me extremely well for like the college experience if that's something you want your kids to do and that's a goal like of theirs and that can be it can be super helpful you can get like a ton a ton of college credits in high school if you want to and uh, as your kids like get older into those like high school years but also just like practically starting out i think it's have a game plan against burnout because moms especially the big families they can get like burnt out doing that every day like teaching all of, they're basically like the one-room schoolhouse and they have to be the cook and the wife and the caretaker of the grounds and stuff so it's like make sure your wife has a solid game plan make sure you are bringing as a man getting opportunities for her to be supported so i think that's just to have that overarching so you can kind of put out some wildfires before they start yeah i like to start when i'm thinking of a concept i like to start with the what my end goal is and then work out what how i'm practically going to get going to get to that end goal and so in ephesians 6 4 it says fathers do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the lord and I think that all of us Christian parents, as we're homeschooling our kids, that's our ultimate goal, to bring our kids up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And one way that has been really valuable to do that in my life is through reading. And so I think developing at a young age the love, your kids' love for like knowledge and reading, I think is something that is really helpful you can do as a homeschool parent because well, so one thing that my mom did for me is she started reading to me at a young age and then it really awakened my curiosity and I've learned so much in my life just through the avenue of reading books that people have written and so I, I think that's one practical way that is can be really helpful. I'm not going to say much different but I, yeah, I totally agree have a have a plan that makes it way easier as you enter a school year to have a plan as a family or regarding curriculum regarding uh the, the, i agree it's there's not like for homeschooling nowadays it's not like oh my goodness there's no resources out there what are we gonna do it's no it's, it's the opposite there's just an abundance of resources so you almost have to wade through it and as as you homeschool year after year you'll get better at it you'll find more resources you're like well this style doesn't work with this kid let's try a new new thing and you can you can try a brand new thing the next year a new style of math or whatever the, the content is. So it's a huge blessing. Uh, I agree that uh, as, as fathers out there, we need to prioritize education for our kids, especially financially. Like if there is, you know, trips or certain curriculum that, that your wife's like, this would really bless, you know, little Susie if she had this book or this whatever, get it. Like have, have, have that available to them within reason. My, uh, unfortunately that my wife and I are both, pretty much on the same page financially we're both very frugal or maybe stingy but anyway um, <laughs> um she's very good about like hey like this would be a blessing to your kids and it's like well, let's do it you know get those, get those things because it is a education is very important as i said like you know we are called as fathers to bring up our kids to, to love and obey christ to see him as their highest treasure 
And if certain curriculum helps that happen, then, then go for it. And, and math is one of those things that shows the order and the beauty and the wisdom of the Lord. So, yeah, we need to pour into math and pour into history and pour into every, every piece of content you teach your kids. Another really cool thing about homeschooling as we're, you know, as years starting off is it doesn't have to look like government schools. Like my wife and I were raised in the government schools. And so like we, it's easy to feel guilty as a parent, like, oh my goodness, you know, my kid's not sitting at a desk all day long. This has to be wrong, you know, or, or, you know, they, we did these four subjects and therefore we have to do these four subjects. And no, you could do a 15 more subjects. You can, there's so many ways to educate kids. There's so many things that the kids can do to be educated rather than just sit there and be a, just almost not, not mindless, but just like sit there and somebody lecture them. Like that's not the only way to gather information and to, uh, to learn new things. So just to, to have fun with it, really to, to think about, Hey, this, I know my child best. I know a good way to teach them. I know ways that'll be really, things that'll be really hard for them. And sometimes hard is really good for them. So it's not that we're just trying to make things easy for them, but we're trying to give them a, a love for or learning, a love for what God has made and who he is. Yeah. And to that end, my oldest, um, you know, is, uh, you know, working on his own small business, lawn mowing, whatever. And so, you know, he does the majority of his school kind of early in the morning. He'll get up, get a first couple subjects done, uh, you know, his uh, English or language arts, um, you know, his Bible class, uh, getting his, his Bible reading done for the day. And then, you know, he's got cross country, he mows lawns, cross country, and then he does some schooling at the end of the day, right? Like you, you don't have to sit at a desk between eight o'clock and, you know, two thirty in the afternoon. And that's the only time you can ever learn. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of flexibility in that. And I think there's a lot of like long-term life, um, how to structure your life, right? Like you have things that you need to do. You need to do them during the hours of the day. Um, I remember Mike, I think it was your brother, like just couldn't believe he was sitting in a study hall when there was hate cut. Like, you know, like, yeah. I don't, it's just like, it's those things that you're like, this is the time of day I need to be doing this. And I can, I can sit in a study hall when it's dark outside. Yeah. My brother literally <laughs> left school one day. He's like, this is pointless. I'm leaving. And the, the, he's, you know, my brother's a good kid. The, the, one of the teachers was like, yeah, he, he left school. And the principal was like, I will give you my paycheck if he actually left school. And he, <laughs> he actually left school. But uh, the, this did he teacher, do walk home? He, no, he just went to his car and drove home. He's oh, like, I'm he done. I'm done. I'm age. like, okay. I need to go home and work. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so he went home and work. He would, he would beg my parents. Let him, he's like, dude, we got plowing to do. I can't afford to go to school today. I need to get this work done. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> So, so homeschool might be an option if your kid is like that. Um, yeah, I, I love it. And, you know, the other thing that we did this year that's a little bit different is um, we actually hired a tutor. So, um, you know, a friend of ours is a um, teacher. She taught um, several years at a, at a Christian school down in Pennsylvania somewhere, I think, or maybe West Virginia or something. I'm not totally sure where um grace fleissner uh taught before but fleissner tutoring um you know we just have one of our children who needs a little bit extra attention 
uh, in reading and reading comprehension and skills. And, um, you know, it's just something that we just thought about and said, you know what, um, maybe someone else, you know, who is just a trusted friend, um, you know, well-educated, very capable teacher to come in, you know, once a week and just specifically focus on that. And, you know, that's a stretch, you know, financially and uh, an investment in there, but we thought it was worth it. And so far it's, it's been fantastic in, in so many ways, right? Not only just for um, my daughter, who is already, um, you know, just she loves when Miss Grace is coming over and she looks forward to it, which is just encouraging, right? How many of your kids just look forward to seeing their teacher? Um, I, I know many do at that level, at that age. They just love going, you know, to school and, and their te- there's, there's great teachers uh, out there. Not every teacher is what you hear on conservative news talk radio <laughs> shows, but they're, um, you know, so it's been great there. And it's also been great, I think, for my wife. Like, she can kind of, like, maybe unload some of that burden of responsibility uh, and, you know, just a different resource, somebody who's just trained differently, who can see it from a fresh perspective, who can bring their unique uh, teaching styles or their experience and um, put together a plan. And it's already been just, just fantastic. So along with setting the budget, part of the reason that spurred us onto a budget was we knew that we wanted to do this. Um, the other thing we'd done is um, art class too, uh, which is kind of similar, right? Like there's, um, I think it's actually, it's Grace's sister, uh, Ellie, who uh, is very artistic and uh, for the co-op uh, is doing, uh, you know, an art, um, I don't know if it's six or eight weeks. I think Micah, your kids are doing it too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but just this art, uh, you know, six week cohort group or whatever. Uh, and there's, you know, there's a cost to that material wise and for her time. And um, so those two things kind of spurred us on to say, okay, plus books, like we're getting to the point now where it's beyond just kindergarten, first grade, we can just kind of teach colors and we need a box of crayons. We need, we need to uh, begin some better investing. So, but that the tutoring and the um, art class have been just really, I'm I'm excited for the kids. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. One of the things I like as a man, a future father, like I don't, I'm not into like wasting time in life. And I think a lot of people waste a lot of time just through high school, kind of just like chilling and then they go and they try to figure out what they want to do the next four years of their life. And a lot of them don't know. And they work a job they could have got in eighth grade when they graduate high school with like graduate college with like a hundred grand in debt. And like, well, I don't want to do like, know what I want to do. I'll go work at like a local gas station or a like a supermarket. And I see that a lot and say, wow. And so one of like just a game plan that I've kind of, hypothesized was a little bit is like what would it look like to get your kids an education like an eighth grade education like fully like very good like at reading writing math get those things in take the grades for like 9 10th 11th and 12th that would be societally like your high school years and take that and invest that in like real world like things that they're actually interested in and there's no it's not like, oh, we can't ever do any higher levels of math. Like, it's not that hard to do, like, a calculus or a physics class or, like, an advanced chemistry class, like, in the evenings or in the morning, like Dave was saying, if you still want to get that in high school. But take that time, those four years, and be like, oh, I'm really interested in this field. Go, like, get, a, like, a 
mentorship or an apprenticeship in that field, like go work that. And then by the end of those four years, you've had like the ability to like research multiple like avenues of like work. And I didn't like fully do this, but my parents definitely were like, okay, like you're interested in becoming like a state trooper. Like how about go to out like to the, the barracks and like go with these guys for like a few days, see what you can do there. Or, like you're interested in physical therapy, like go shadow this guy. Like, so I kind of like did that and was able to kind of test that out, but more of an intentional approach to that and be like, take those four years that would have been just four years of college, just kind of like hanging out with friends and trying to figure out what you like, intentionally do that. And then by the time you would graduate, you're like, you could even have multiple years of experience if in your ninth grade you're like i'm absolutely in love with this trade or i'm actually in, like in love with this field then you instantly start pouring your efforts towards that and you're just like so much more prepared to like start raising a family like you, you're starting the education process which some people just now take so many years and they're like 30 something before they're like educated versus like starting that as soon as possible it could be really helpful and something that i want to do like for my kids because i think I've seen that done like a lot of traditional families like the Amish they stop in like eighth grade and I know a lot of people that have stopped in eighth grade and they start working a career and I think you can kind of have the best of both worlds so that's kind of like a strategy I have for my kids just to really jumpstart them in life and allow them to not be like where society wants them to be but allow them to be much more prepared so they can honor God like what he's called them to do and like raising a family and growing his kingdom. Yeah I'd like to emphasize one thing that all you guys kind of said it or alluded to it, but that your homeschool does not have to look like the public school because it's interesting. Most of us who are homeschooling, uh, it's like first generation because like my parents, they were public schooled and they homeschooled for the first time. And so you're coming out of a certain system and then you're training up your kids and it's, it's really easy just to copy that system. And it's interesting, like the history of the public school system is when it was created, it was created in order to produce the type of person that is obedient and doesn't think for themselves. It was based off like the Poland, the Polish, the Polish system, and so that was like the goal to get the ideal like factory worker, or the ideal like gas station worker produced out of the public schools. And so when we look at that today, and it's like I don't want that same thing for my kids. And so with our upbringing, we actually had like a lot of freedom. So we got in like our academic studies, but we also like ran a trap line. And so like we were up early mornings and like we went almost to like lunchtime and we'd be working, skinning out animals, catching animals, setting traps. And then we'd start school or we'd get Lord of the flies (laughs) style. (laughs) Exactly. But we got a lot of experience. And I think one of the most important things that you can emphasize with homeschool is training your kids to be able to like make a plan for themselves and execute on it because a, a lot of my schoolwork that I had was like you need to get this done and then I had to come up with okay how am I going to get this done what time am I going to do this and what's going to be my plan throughout this whole year to complete this and just those those skills that like are you don't teach them in public school but like those skills actually help you a lot in like running a business and like and actually like the real world mm-hmm. so that's one thing dad yeah we have one of the um part of trail life usa one of my new um navigators uh his mom sent a photo of him with his uh navigator handbook open during like the morning like the day after and he's reading like the requirements for for a badge that we're going to be working on and you know 
I'm not, I'm not going to say his name, but you know, he struggles with normal schooling. Like he's just an active kid who wants to be outdoors and like, and I know that it's been kind of a struggle to be like, okay, we need to focus on reading. Well, you give him a book about wildlife or adventure or, you know, something about the outdoors, like trail life, he's, he'll, he'll read. And, you know, I think it was cool that, um, you know, just this idea of like, well, reading's reading. Like, like if he wants to read, like, well, let's give him something of a topic that he's curious about and he'll actually want to read or, or invest in. And, um, you know, that's just a great way of like, okay, tailoring it to, to, to him. And he, he will run a trap line this fall and he will skin out anything you bring to him. And I think in a lot of ways, like he's going to be somebody who can barter who will have unique skills that are very few individuals will have, which creates that scarcity, right? So that creates value. And like, I almost like, sometimes I, I look at him and like, like this kid has potential, like to earn revenue, to do skills and to provide services and goods in a, in a unique way that, that very few will. And that, um, you know, that, that's just a different form of success. Right. And I think each, each one of us, um, myself included, uh, one thing that you uh, sort of said, right. I've heard it said like too many homeschool parents are trying to do public school at home. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's along that lines, right? Like we have to do a math, we have to do an English, we have to do uh, science, we have to do a language and certain States do require, you know, certain things, uh, to, in order to go on to, uh, get that degree or to have a, a state degree as well. So, you know, you do have to follow your state mandated which again is just government school at home still but at least you mm-hmm. can add bible class and talk about how you know god ordered the world in math and science and um you know you can choose your own curriculum so any other practical steps if there's a new homeschool family or somebody who's thinking about homeschool for the first time that we want to leave them with yeah just be really open to like have an open mind towards like what education can actually be and because if you think about it, like Zion was saying, the people that are like, okay, you're forced to get up early. Like you just stayed up all like, like you stayed up to midnight playing video games. Now you're forced to get up at like 630, hop on a bus. Like you just got up, you didn't eat breakfast. And now you're like shoveled onto a bus to sit in a classroom that you're tired all day long. Like, that's so ineffective. And it's like not true education versus like, I like my mom was, abs- she was like super gifted, but she was also like super sneaky about like, cause I was like, I don't want to do school. And then she'd like, kind of championed me on and some of the things that like I really did love so like Zion said trapping so she let me do all those things but then it was like all right you need to like it was like okay you're not doing like biology in like eighth grade but like eighth ninth grade like I was dissecting like multiple animals every day and she's like I want to see like all of these things so like I was like foxes raccoons beavers like all these things it's like so where are all the glands like what how do they function what does their stomach like look like and having to pull these things apart and it's like most people just got like a frozen frog and i'm doing like multiple <laughs> m- multiple a day and you dissected like, a cat that's cute <laughs> right and then she's like okay like i don't like writing like essays like i don't like doing all these things like as a kid but then like i ended up like my love for like the outdoors and like trapping and then like there's like these opportunities like as a kid and i ended up being like published in like um like a trapper's magazine like and writing things and having to edit things constantly but like if I had to just edit like something on like a Christmas tree or something, I would like hated that experience versus like spending hours of like, I'm going to send this in and like, see if I can win this context to be like, it was something that I loved. And I was like, then like afterwards, like, wow, I just spent like weeks and weeks, like on this like article thing. 
that like I never would have done if it was like you have to read this essay by tomorrow. Like, and so it was just really dynamic. And I think that's like a huge blessing of homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Keep on homeschooling. Uh, you know, it's a great. Um, I think it's the only option uh, really for Christian homes, other than a, a thoroughly, thoroughly vetted um, Christian education. And even then, those are getting harder and harder to come by. So uh, if you've got any tips, let us know. Uh, as Zion said, we're all kind of first generation uh, homeschoolers until these uh, young men start having kids. Then we'll see how uh, generation two looks and we'll uh, hopefully, Lord willing, give you an update on that on this podcast. So uh, please like and subscribe if you found this helpful or you know a homeschool family, please share it with them and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. In love. Thank you.